Welcome to The Dirt Show brought to you by Napa Auto Parts. And today we're going to be joined by retired driver Roger Bloomquist. We're also going to hear from Chad Weirs from Weirs Machine, Corey Herman from Byers Engine Service, and Jody Evenson from the St. Peter Napa Store right after a few words from our sponsors. Hey, Dirt Show listeners. Need some parts for race night? How about that classic project in your shop? Wish there was a specialty auto parts store nearby? Hot Rod Hardware in West Concord is your answer. Radiators, disc brake kits, steering columns, fuel injection systems, air conditioning systems, coil over shocks, and much more. From the street to the track, Hot Rod Hardware has everything to modernize your vehicle and improve its performance. See us at hotrodhardware.com or call 507 507- 527-1020. Hot Rod Hardware. No robots, just real people. When it comes to driving, a lot is made about power, speed, and acceleration. But when it comes to safety on the road, nothing's more important than your vehicle's braking system. That's why this month at Napa, you can get $50 back by mail with a qualifying purchase of select Napa brake products. Stop by your local Napa Auto Parts store or shop Napa online and choose from our most popular lines of brake pads, rotors, or calipers. Keeping you on the road with quality parts you need. Napa helps you get up and go. At participating Napa Auto Parts store and NapaOnline.com. $50 rebate paid in form of Visa prepaid card. Restrictions may apply. See NapaRebates.com for full terms and conditions. Offer ends 10-31-2022. Napa, a proud sponsor of The Dirt Show. Does good food get your heart racing? How about food that's prepared to perfection with your favorite sauces and seasonings? Friends, it's Speed the Sauce Man, and I'm here to tell you that if you love full throttle flavor, you're going to love our line of premium barbecue sauces and seasonings. Made with high quality ingredients, you can trust our products to punch up the flavor of your favorite meats, main dishes, and so much more. Get winning recipes and join our sauce squad at cookiesbbq.com. And remember, smart cookies use cookies. Hitch Dock Power Sports is your source for American-made eagle plows. Now's your chance to get your ATV, UTV, or side-by-side equipped and ready for winter. Go to HitchDockPowerSports.com and enter code FALL2022 to save 10% on everything in your cart. As an added bonus, all orders over $100 get free shipping. Head over to HitchDockPowerSports.com. Let me tell you, friends, about our store. It's a great place we call Miners Outdoor. We sell tools to get the job done, and the rest of the store is just plain fun. Chainsaws, mowers, ATVs, our equipment makes your job a breeze. Our service is the best around. We mow the competition down. We fix tools that run on wheels. We even got parts for snowmobiles. You sow it, you grow it, we help you mow it, run it or ride it. We provide it. Miners Outdoor, Major Tough. Highway 218 in Blooming Prairie. When it comes to choosing your next industrial, commercial, residential, or ag electrician, choose Coles Electric. Offering pole setting, directional boring, underground trenching, boom truck service, security systems, and much more. If you're a Steel Wasika co-op member, there are excellent incentives for installing a solar array with quick payback and years of reliable service. Planning, design completion, or emergency service, see ColesElectric.com or 507-451 1387. Welcome back to the driver's segment here on the Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure to be joined by retired stock car driver Roger Bloomquist. And Roger, let's start from the beginning. You started your racing career in a 48 Buick in the early 60s. How did you acquire that car, and what tracks did you start racing at? That was actually a 
borrowed car that I had the opportunity to drive a few times. It belonged to another friend, but he was nice enough to let me get my feet wet, <laughs> so to speak. And then after that is when I started helping another family that was running a car, did some work on their car and this and that. Then I decided, well, it's about time I get my own car and start building it, which is what I did. It was actually a 54 Buick <laughs> that I picked up at a used car lot right on Lake Street. It was actually just down the alley from my parents' house, like a short block. <laughs> Made a deal with these guys. It was a $29 special, but the Dynaflow automatic transmission was out of the thing, and they just wanted to get rid of it. I made the deal with them and got it paid for, and I tried to make the short trip up the alley to get it to my folks' house, and uh, I think I made it across Lake Street in drive, and then the transmission gave out, so I had to juggle around, and it, it worked in reverse, so I ended up getting it turned around and backed it home in reverse. And got it in the driveway and then just progressed to start ripping into it and gutting it out and all this and that. Ended up taking the car out to a friend of mine who was a very good welder and fabricator. And after I got it gutted out, he basically built the car for me as far as roll cage, bumpers, and some work on the suspension that he helped me with. And went on from there, started running at Raceway Park, uh, was that in, what, 63, I guess, and the first season was kind of short because I was in the Army Reserve at the time, and I got called for active duty, so I missed the better part of that first season with military stuff, and this got back and built a better engine for it, and just basically pretty much ran full-time at Raceway. That was a couple of years before Elko was built. So it was just running Saturday and Sunday evenings at Raceway. And I think I got into ice racing, had a 55 Chev that we'd worked on and did some ice racing with it. And the spring that Elko opened, I'd run that 55 Chev. When Charlie Hansen had first built Elko, he did some winter racing in the parking lot area Kind of, it was actually a pretty good time. It was a Sunday afternoon, kind of a fun deal. Go out there and drive around in a dirt circle. And sometimes it would be frozen rock hard. And you get a 30, 35 degree sunny afternoon, and then it would be a sloppy mud. You know, and you know, we had a good time running that. It was just gave us something to do on Sunday afternoons during the cold weather. And that's actually when Dave Noble was there. I've got some pictures of that. And Mark told me they actually had to put charcoals in a pan underneath the motor to warm it up so it would actually start. Oh, okay. I, 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 never, uh, I never had that problem. I, uh, I was always able to get fired off, but those early Buick V8s, that's, that's, what, I, that's what I ran Quite a few times I salvaged a bunch of those and had a rented garage down the alley from my parents' house. And about any time, I think I had seven, eight good running motors just sitting there waiting, you know, waiting to get used. You know, somebody would blow a motor up on Saturday night. They'd come over and see me Sunday and 
pick up another Buick motor and stuff it in their Chevrolet, and away they went, you know. Fill us in on the history of your 64 Galaxy. This is a beautiful car, and you race that car on both dirt and asphalt. Well, so yeah, I was just getting into that area. I was looking to get into a late model. As a matter of fact, I even purchased a car. It was a wreck. It was hit in the front. It was a 62 Ford two-door, I don't know if it was a two-door sedan or two-door hardtop or something like that. It had some front-end damage on it. But during the process, I didn't really do much work on that thing until I happened to spot an ad in the paper on a Friday evening, and these two brothers over in St. Paul had this 64 Ford that they had advertised, had an ad in the paper for sale, and I called them up and asked them about it and what the price was and this and that, and called a friend of mine up, and I told him, I said, I'm going to look at a race car. I said, you want to ride along? So we ran over the St. Paul, and as soon as I saw this 64 Ford, I told the guys, it's sold. I'll buy it. At that time, you know, banks weren't open on weekends on Saturdays and stuff, and this was like a Friday evening. So I, uh, I asked the guys, I said, I'll give you a down payment of something. I said, just don't show it to anybody else. I said, because I, I definitely will buy it. Oh, he said, give me 20 bucks and we'll call it sold. And I'd just gotten paid. And I I think, I thought that was, that was kind of low test. So I, I think I gave him a $150. I said, here, I, I just want you to make sure you know I'm interested. So, of course, I couldn't do any banking. Went to the bank promptly on Monday morning and took out a used car loan. <laughs> In the meantime, I think it was that Saturday evening, a friend of mine and I stopped by a Midway Ford over in St. Paul and found a 64 Galaxy two-door hardtop and had a flashlight and copied down the serial number on it. Yeah, it went to the bank on Monday morning, took out a loan on that, on that car. <laughs> That's the way I purchased that race car. Of course, I made all the payments. I didn't you know, try to beat anybody out of the money or anything, but I just didn't have that much money <laughs> laying around at my disposal. So got the car home and started working on it. I was checking everything on it. The fellows that I bought it from, they had it out and ran the Pikes Peak Hill Climb with the car that summer. That would have been the summer of 66, I think. Yeah, I believe it was the fall of 66 when I bought the car. He took second place in the stock car division at the hill climb that year, but he had blown a head gasket. When I looked at the car, of course, he had the heads off it, but hadn't really done anything with it. So I called up a friend of mine that had access to a trailer and went over and we loaded the thing up and spare parts. Actually had a good 427 short block, complete short block extra for the thing and a ton of wheels and tires and all kinds of stuff. And went to work on it, went through everything on the thing, pulled the motor, freshened everything up, rebuilt the transmission, had a four-speed, oh, I forget the brand transmission it had in it, just a, it was a kind of a standard street-type four-speed transmission in it. Went through everything, and after we got done working on it, a friend of mine was a body man, and he 
touched up a few dings on the car for me, and he painted it the red and white combination. That's what I started running at that time. That's what I ran all the while I was running. And that was the car that you brought here to Oatana, and you just loved racing on the Oatana track. Yes, yes. I've got a number of pictures. A couple of pictures I've got posted on my shop wall that hardly a day goes by that I don't look at that. I think that was the first time I was down there with the Ford because I started the front row with a fellow named Wally Christensen, who is a pretty well-known racer in this area. And he told me I had the wrong rear end gear in it. He said, you should have a deeper gear in it because he said, you're going to be dead on the start. I got a nice 8 by 10 black and white picture of me pulling them by about six car lengths on the green flag at Owatonna. <laughs> I, I kidded him afterwards. I said, I, I, thought, I thought you said I was geared too high. <laughs> I said, you were back there a ways. <laughs> but he did actually pass me during the race. He won the race. I took second. But he had a lot more racing experience than I had at the time. So <laughs> I didn't feel that bad about him passing me. In 1968, you had a golden opportunity, a brand new track just opened by the name of Donnybrook. We all know it today as Brainerd International Raceway, and you had a chance to take your car there and test it out when it first opened and were actually clocked at 167 miles an hour down the two-mile backstretch. Yeah, at the time I was working at an import car distributor, and the owner was one of the three owners that actually had Brainerd built. It was um, a gentleman named Bill Kirtley, Jerry Hansen, and the third name escapes me right now. <laughs> It'll come back to me in an hour or so. <laughs> but, yeah, that spring at work, the boss asked me, he says, you know, how are you doing on your car? Are you pretty much ready for the season? And I said, yeah, yeah, I said, got it up and running and pretty well set. And he said, if you want to give it a shakedown, he says, come on up on Saturday. So we're having a driving school going on and some practice stuff for the sports car people. And, and yeah, I got up there and started unloading and all these sports car people were, were looking at me like I took a wrong turn someplace. <laughs> and as soon as I got ready to go, they... As soon as we're ready to go, he said, and they cleared the track for me and, and went out there and made a few test laps to get used to some of the turns and whatnot. And then I figured, well, I had, you know, I obviously had my state fair tires on. You know, that's the only asphalt that we ran back then. So I had those mounted up and balanced and, and all that and I had actually no idea how the car was going to feel as far as handling goes right and left hand turns but the, the car the car seemed to like it because you know I don't know what kind of times I'm sure I was no big record times or anything like that but I kind of got a feel for it and then I figured well let's see how she goes and took off down that front chute and I was surprised when they when they told me how fast I was going I said man I didn't, I didn't know this thing would go that fast yeah, had a, uh, it was a good time, and there were uh, a lot of sports car people that <laughs> that were surprised to see a 
big car like that go around there like I did. That was a fun trip. Many listeners won't even remember the IMCA Stock Car Series, which disbanded at the end of the 1973 season. You ran with that group and actually went down to the Missouri State Fair race in Sedalia, Saturday, August 23rd, 1969. Not a good day for Roger Bloomquist and your race team, but local Albert Lee driver Ole Brewer ended up winning that day. That was the Sedalia one that you're talking about. Yeah, that did not pan out very good. That was the incident where car felt good, was running good, and I was picking up positions. I'd just done an engine change with it and all kinds of stuff, and, and I had a bunch of detail stuff to take care of before. Uh, in fact, I didn't even get out for practice. I think the flagman gave us an extra parade lap or something because he knew I had no time, so I was starting tail end. And uh, the green flag came and took off, and the car was running great. It felt very good. It was going right where you wanted it to. And I started picking off positions. My one pit guy was keeping track, and he said I was picking up between one and two positions per lap. And I believe it was around the 15th lap or something. I mean, just early in the race, it was, you know, 100 lap or was what was scheduled for. And I was going through three and four when the yellow light came on. And I lifted, lifted a bit, didn't see anything immediately, and I figured, well, it was something down in turn one. Somebody had hit the wall in turn one, and as I was going down the straightaway, I had slowed down, but I'm sure I was close to 100 miles an hour. I think we were hitting the turns at about 135, 140 at that time, and a tow truck with a race official hanging onto the back end pulled out onto the track, and normal procedure was the tow truck would always just stay right on the bottom until he got to the scene of the incident. As soon as I seen the truck coming out, I made an obvious move to the outside just in case. And the guy just kept on coming. He went right up to the top and I had no choice but to throw myself into a spin. I know I would have killed somebody if I, you know, hit him at that speed. And, uh, as I recall, I did like a 360 and was kind of sliding down the track. And just as I got turned broadside to the oncoming traffic, almost simultaneously, two cars hit me. One hit me in the left rear wheel and the other one hit me in the left front. That was a hard hit. It actually, it knocked me out. I know I hit my head on the roll cage, even with my helmet on it. As I was kind of shaking my head, I was down in the infield facing, I was just about at the start-finish line, and uh, I was in the infield facing the grandstand, and I kind of came to, I was kind of shaking my head, and one of the officials came over to see if I was okay, and yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I couldn't say so much for the car, but anyways, one thing and another, we ended up at the chain, the rear axle, back into the car because he hit the rear axle so hard it sheared off all the U-bolts and I had to use chains and chain binders to tie the rear end to the springs, you know, so I could get it to roll and I finally got the thing loaded. I think a tow truck put me on the trailer. Yeah, a tow truck put me on the trailer and we got loaded up, 
started the long trip home and <laughs> long, long about, well, this would have been Saturday afternoon that we took off and, oh, it was somewhere around one, two o'clock in the morning. The uh, engine in my truck blew up. <laughs> the crankshaft broke, you know, talk about bad luck followed by bad luck. <laughs> that was the story. But the promoter actually got his wallet out and sent you 250 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I commended him. You know, I mean, I thought that was very good of him. It certainly helped. You know, it certainly helped to take the take the blow off everything, you know. But the only fortunate part of it was a cousin of mine had followed me down to the race. And so after we got the rig off the side of the road... I was able to hop in his car, and he got me home, and then I had to go rent a truck, a pickup, in a tow bar, and then my dad and I made the long trip back there and hooked the whole rig up with a tow bar in a rented three-quarter ton GMC pickup and, and drug that whole thing, and it was a fifth-wheel trailer in a truck. So we had to haul that whole thing home. We'd take turns riding in the race car hauler to help stop that thing when we needed to slow down but that was a long ride home i'll tell you that (laughs) i think we got home about nine o'clock the next morning or something like that and i think we only had one flat tire on the rental truck on the way back but (laughs) the way that weekend went nothing surprised me in 1971, there was a challenge race between the dirt guys like Dave Noble, Mert Williams, Dave Bjorgi, and the asphalt guys like Bob Gisola, Ron Olson, and yourself. And you had to race Elko, Raceway Park, and Oatana, and the top points guy would get the cash. Bob Gisola ended up winning it. Do you remember that event? Uh, now that you mention it, that brings back a memory, yeah. I wouldn't have thought of it on my own <laughs> if you if you didn't bring it up. Yeah, I, I I remember that. That was quite a weekend. If I recall, I didn't have very good asphalt tires, and uh, I just pretty much stayed out of everybody's way at Raceway and Elko. Stayed low and let the other guys run, and I suppose I ran a little better at Botana for the dirt thing. But that was my thing. I I really preferred racing on dirt anyhow. In 1972, you brought your convertible to Oatana, and there was a few guys running convertibles back then, like Paul Fitzpatrick, and I loved watching those convertibles race when I was a kid. What's the story behind that car? That was a 1970 Ford. Basically, you know, it was a convertible. I got the front clip from a friend of mine that had a connection at a junkyard and I pieced together a full-size frame you know, put under it and then my friend got me a in fact I, I don't think I even paid for it I don't think he even charged me for it but he, he got me a complete rear clip to put on it to put everything together you know to build it into a convertible like I say it was a convertible front clip and then uh, a rear clip <laughs> it was like making one car out of two is what that amounted to. I had some pretty good races. 
with that car. It had the newer front suspension on it that needed some sorting out. You had to make some changes on that. But all in all, it was a pretty good running car. Yeah, I ran that up until when did I bail out? I don't know. What year did you say that was? That would have been 72. 72, yeah. And I think I ran that car. The old Twin City Speedway, North Star, used to run a Friday night late model dirt show back then, if, if I remember the right years, because I used to run that a few times. And I don't know if I ran the entire season there or not, but 73, yeah, that would have been the last year that I basically ran. You're now a member of the IMCA Old Timers Group, along with myself. What a great group of guys preserving racing history here in Minnesota. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what year I joined it, but I think I was still running IMCA events or something, and I bumped into Gary Stein at an event and got talking to him, and that was before I joined the old timers. He told me, why don't you join us? He said, it's only 20 bucks. He says, it'll get you on the mailing list, keep you posted on what's going on, what we got coming up and this and that. So that's what I did. And I tried to run their events if they had something that wasn't interfering with whatever else I was doing at that time. I'd kind of wound down on the, the regular IMCA stuff. And yeah, I knew that series was going down. And I think, didn't you say it was 73 when they folded? That's when the the old IMCA deal shut down, I think, isn't it? Yeah, the end of the 73 season was it. Okay, because I I think I ran a race with them. I I, I think it was Spencer, Iowa. I think that was one of their shows. I think I ran that in 73, I think. I might be crossed up on that, but I think I, if I remember right, I think I had some problems. I had some car problems there. I was planning on going over to Madison, running that Madison show on that Sunday, but had some problems with the car and couldn't make that one. Roger, I knew you would have some incredible stories to tell, and I was looking forward to having you on the Dirt Show, and thank you for all your memories and taking time to be with us here on the show today. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate it. Hello, Kelly here from Powerlift Doors in Dodge Center, Minnesota. While everyone's gearing up for harvest, we're gearing up for what we all know is coming. So when you're battling with stuck sliding doors or hassling with rollers and cables on overhead and bifold doors, give us a call. Powerlift is the only company that will design, manufacture, deliver, and install your door. Go to our website, powerliftdoors.com, to check out our projects. Or give myself a ride a call at 507-374-9306. Have a safe and bountiful harvest. Why should your business choose Foamcraft Packaging? It's vitally important that you select a partner in the packaging business that has capabilities to satisfy your everyday packaging needs with the versatility to take care of those projects that require specialized treatment. Foamcraft is large enough to tackle all your packaging requirements, yet small enough to provide individualized services to ensure quality products. Office and production positions currently available. See foamcraftpackaging.com or call them at 507-455-2888. Does the thought of raking your leaves and hauling them away frighten you? If so, call Wolf and Sons at 4553524 and they'll take the fright out of your fall. (laughs) 
Aero Race Wheels was established on the conviction that its dedicated staff could provide higher quality wheels designed specifically to endure the tough requirements and conditions of the racing industry. Most importantly, the wheels need to be manufactured and sold, maintaining an affordable price structure. Aero Racing Wheels has become the largest premier steel wheel supplier, and their product line speaks for itself. Upgrade your racing game today at aeroracewheels.com. Get more muscle for your money with Dixie Chopper Lawn Mowers. We've been handcrafting the toughest and fastest zero-turn mowers for over 40 years. Dixie Chopper offers a full line of residential, commercial, and industrial mowers to meet every customer's needs. Visit your local Dixie Chopper dealer today or visit online at DixieChopper.com. Welcome back to the sponsor segment here on The Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure to be joined by Chad Weirs from Weirs Machine. And Chad, the innovators back in the day, the guys that put a lot of thought into their race cars and didn't just race it. Guys like Ed Sanger, Tommy Nesbitt, Pistol Pete Parker, those guys were fast because they knew how to make the car work. Yeah, the, back in the day, most of the racers had to build their own stuff. I grew up watching Jim Sauter and Big Trickle on the asphalt side. Back before all the cool machines we have today, you pretty much had to whittle it out of whatever you had to, to make the part from and take junkyard parts and fabricate on them and turn them into different racing pieces, and those were the guys that really evolved the sport. And it's really interesting that it doesn't take much of an adjustment to totally change a car. Sometimes at the racetrack when I was down in the pits with a friend of mine, you would see him laying under the car thinking about if you turn this bolt in the back, what it was going to do to the car. And a minor adjustment can really make a major difference. Yeah, it's pretty cool when you get a really strong baseline package and, and your car is pretty close everywhere you go. Then you get to where a quarter inch here and a quarter inch there is a really big change, you know, when you get your car handled the way you want to and get it dialed in. That's why we have evolved the, the chassis brackets and such to have finer adjustments. The days of an inch and a quarter change are, are long gone down to the eighth inches and quarter inches and fine-tuning these things. Everybody's so close. This weekend is Oktoberfest, and the Weirs family has a lot of history at that race and a lot of customers racing there. Yeah, this is a, this is a big weekend for the family. My dad started the Oktoberfest in the 70s, so long family tradition of being there. Uh, you know, we ran the racetrack for a 70 to 6, I think it was. So I grew up popping the popcorn and picking up the trash there. And, you know, it really instilled the love of the sport. So definitely uh, a big week and excited to be a part of it. We make all the we make all the trophies for it, and friends and customers come in from all over the country. What is it like for the Weirs team to be in an event like Oktoberfest or Boone? All of those drivers, all of those classes, and all of those ideas being thrown around. Yeah, this year, uh, you know, Super Nationals a couple weeks ago, and we were at Deer Creek last week, and at the, the Oktoberfest this week, these big end of the year specials are, are so awesome to, to see all our customers that come from all over the country and had record attendance, and sounds like they got quite a few lined up for this weekend, but it's always awesome to see guys and racers and crew chiefs and chassis builders and 
stand around and talk about cool stuff and, you know, here comes an idea for this tool or this part and interactions, what it's all about. It's just an exciting time of year, the big end of the year special. Get your blood pumping. One of the feature items right now, the grill screen stiffener, and you even showcase Steve Bachman. Yeah, Steve works for us. He's got a he's got a couple ideas now. He races an asphalt lay model weekly out with Salem there, so that's a new deal just to go behind the screen on the asphalt cars. You know, they get packed with debris or, or take a, a rock or something and it hurts the screen, so we just made a trick little aluminum piece to go behind there to give it some more support so it didn't push the screen through. But yeah, it's just little ideas like that that, you know, you think uh, everything trick's been, been thought of, but keep coming up with cool ideas and it's always exciting when it's one of our own from one of our guys. Stevie does a great job for us here. Uh, assembly department, laser department, also drives the race cars, so we get good feedback from No matter where we go to watch races, the cars up front have the Weir's Machine stickers on them. Your shop is making fast cars even faster, and it's got to be great for you as the owner to get the Facebook messages or get the photos saying, we're in victory lane, thanks for your help. Yeah, I know it's probably hard for everybody to understand how cool it is for me to be a part of this and see what it's turned into. And basically it was a, a 12-year-old boy that just started whittling on stuff and this turned into that. Turned into pretty soon you're, you're 25 years in and you're like, what happened? It feels good to see our stuff winning. And like I said, we have such a great team of drivers and crew chiefs chassis builders just turn into an absolute monster of ideas and technology and greatest parts of the street. Speaking of a great team, the guys at Weir's also like to have fun. You can even purchase a drink holder that fits on top of a 4x4 post. Yeah, we make all kinds of, of different cool ideas. We keep trying to branch out a little bit from the racing industry. You know, we got the, the scorekeepers for Cornhole and we made that drink holder for your deck on your, your patio, you know, to go on a 4 by 4 post. and Got a couple hunting uh, industry pieces that we made and uh, built some bicycles for mountain biking at the Y bikes. And now we're cutting foam inserts for toolboxes. So we dabble into a little bit outside the racing industry. We've got to have fun, different weird items that you think of. And yeah, that's a pretty neat little side of it. Speaking of hunting, you can't live in this area without enjoying the great outdoors, and Mason got a beautiful deer. Yeah, last week, uh, already, actually got his first bow buck, and my boys seem to be a little bit more into the outdoorsy than they are uh, racing and, and work here and that, but they have a future as race car drivers, which is okay by me. We have a lot of fun hunting and fishing. That's kind of our side passions. Out at the racetrack, we're usually chasing crappies or northern or whitetails. Do you pick which tracks you want to go to by where it's close to the best lake? <laughs> yeah, I guess we we don't do a lot of that when we're on the road. Uh, probably should look into that a little bit more, but usually when we go to the track, we're, we're pretty focused on the job at hand and making sure that guys have what they need to win. Somebody said the river behind Eldora Speedway is a great place to fish if you ever want a destination. <laughs> it's been a long time since I, I think I went to the World 100, probably 20, 25 years ago, and 
I don't even remember that on my bucket list, fishing trips. The Midwest Motorsports Expo is coming to Rochester, and it's right around the corner, Saturday, November 19th. What can fans expect to see at that show? Yeah, so we're we're working with Josh and Kevco guys there trying to get a show going in the Midwest again, and, you know, we're, we're excited to be a part of it. Uh, hopefully we can get some bunch of vendors there and Rochester and planning on bringing our stuff, all our new stuff, and should be a good deal. Hopefully we can get uh, get some people interested and ground again, you know, with the COVID, the trade shows have kind of been a thing in the past, and we're trying to revitalize that, create a little buzz, people out, show them what we all got to offer. If there's some vendors listening out there that would like to be part of the show, what's the best way to get a hold of you, Chad? I would contact Josh Ruby at Kevco or us here at Weir's Machine. Chad, if they'd like to find out more about all the innovative products that you offer, or they would like to find out some more information about the Midwest Motorsports Expo in Rochester, Saturday, November 19th, what is your website? Our website is Weir's, W-E-H-R-S, machine.com. Chad, as always, thanks for all the great racing history. And hope to see you in Rochester, Saturday, November 19th. And thanks for being with us here on The Dirt Show today. Sounds good. Thank you very much. VP Racing Fuels is a world leader in performance fuel technology. That includes VP Small Engine Fuel, the perfect fuel for your two- and four-cycle gas-powered tools, including chainsaws, generators, trimmers, blowers, and more. VP Small Engine Fuel is blended with no ethanol, ensuring easier starts, worry-free long-term storage with fewer repairs. And the two-cycle blend is pre-mixed with oil, so there's no measuring, no mixing, no mess. Just pour it in and start it up. Learn more about VP Small Engine Fuel at vp-sef.com. Here's one of the most incredible lubricating products ever made, Justice Brothers JB80. It's twice as good at lubricating just about everything around the home, shop, and your car. JB80 has a penetrating action that goes straight to the problem areas and even the tightest places. Try JB80, the incredible spray lubricant that's twice as good. And it's guaranteed to satisfy or your money back. See our display at Runnings. Tell them Ed Justice Jr. sent you. Had an accident or fender bender? Luckily, Bob and his staff at Midwest Collision are close by. The staff at Midwest Collision has years of collision repair experience under their belts. They also use state-of-the-art painting, paint matching, and repair technology to get your vehicle back on the road as soon as possible, like nothing ever happened. No job is too big or too small. Midwest Collision treats each repair with the same amount of dedication. Call the professionals today at 332-2434 for all your collision repair needs. You bend them, we mend them. Fast Shaft Drive Shafts is the number one carbon fiber, steel, chrome molly, and aluminum drive shaft builder for over 90% of the major modified chassis builders. Now, under new ownership, the mission will not change. Providing drive shafts, drive shaft repair, 9-inch forward center sections, slip yokes, rear end yokes, ring and pinions, bearings, spools, gears, shim kits, and more to racers everywhere. Call Fast Shaft today. Made by racers for racers. 800-622-6617. Extreme. Why choose powder coating over liquid paint finishes? Maximum durability. 
Extreme Powder Coatings offer a scientific process that uses heat to bake the colorful finish deep into your product. Extreme Powder Coatings can deliver multimedia blasting, impact-resistant epoxy primers, and super-durable powder coat applications to meet your needs. Visit ExtremePowderCoating.net for more information. Race fans, SprintCarStuff.com is your online stop for everything in the Sprint Car world. From apparel, jewelry, and books to die-cast Sprint Cars, posters, and gifts, SprintCarStuff.com has everything you need for the Sprint Car fan on your shopping list. And SprintCarStuff.com is the online site of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, so every purchase on SprintCarStuff.com helps support the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Promote the future of Sprint Car Racing and preserve the past. That's SprintCarStuff.com for all of your Sprint Car merchandise needs. Medieval Chassis has been the leader in better engineered stock cars and modifieds for almost two decades. They are now going to become the center of all things ModLud in the Midwest. Medieval Chassis will be the go-to shop for all parts in store, online, or by phone for this up-and-coming cost-conscious racing class. Summer 2022, Medieval Chassis will have their ModLud platform in action. Kicking off the new endeavor, Medieval Chassis and Cow's Big Deals will be auctioning off a 2023 ModLud roller valued at $12,000 in October. Watch Facebook and see MedievalChassis.com for more details. Welcome back here on The Dirt Show, and it is always a pleasure to be joined by Corey from Buyer's Engine Service in Rochester. And Corey, the secret's out. Your sprint car motor ran like a scalded dog this season that you built for my buddy. And I tell you what, at Kasuth County Speedway, just sitting back and watching him, he actually told me he had about 15% more throttle left and he was waiting for the rest of the guys to catch him and he just left him in the dust that motor runs great good for him that that's good that it's always nice to hear customers have good luck and even if they uh, don't have good luck on the track at least they have fun or something like that if they perform well that's just icing on the cake now the procrastinators out there and if you're listening you know who i'm talking to the guys that are going to wait till after the first of the year to get their motor here and then want it two weeks later now is the time to get that motor pulled make a decision and get it in here and if you're not happy with your current horsepower the experience under the roof of this building and the knowledge that you have and the versatility is incredible there's not many things we don't do in house but yeah it cleans right if you need something in the spring you better be dropping it off places in the fall the the parts is not getting any better it's still four to six weeks on pistons uh, rods are still bare to find crankshafts blocks any of that stuff there's certain blocks are a year out on certain things it's better to be way ahead of the game if you actually want to race next year. Better be ahead and have it sitting in your garage doing nothing than have nothing in your garage doing, well, nothing. And that was the next question I was going to talk to you about, the internal engine parts issue. I actually heard down at the Knoxville Nationals, one of the outlaw teams just finally got one of their 410 motors that they ordered before the first of the year and it was suggested by his engine builder, don't sell any of your used motors because some of those parts I can't get right now. Yeah, correct. I mean, it's, it's a good time to have a spare. And unless you're really tight on the coin, I would not get rid of it yet. And I don't foresee a whole lot of rule changes. So I can't believe you're going to change a whole lot of things where it's going to outdate anything. But yeah, the parts thing is still a big, big pain. I mean, stuff can be found here and there, but you're going to pay a premium for it. Vintage motors. 
I just walk through the shop and I am always blown away. You have a true 442 engine sitting in here. I just noticed because it has a Kevco oil pan on it. You also have a pile of airboat 427 engines that are going to Florida that you're hogging out the ports and getting them ready for new pistons. I just seen a Hemi block sitting on the floor that goes in a pulling tractor and the old flathead, which you always have some of those, but you're not afraid to tackle anything. No, no. If, if the equipment will hold it, we'll do it. It's very rare. We can't do certain things. It's getting to be where certain blocks are getting so large that those are getting to be more of a challenge. So we're looking at upgrading a couple pieces of equipment to make it easier on like the big cubic inch big blocks and the you know hemis and stuff the the, dra- the big drag race stuff stuff like that but as far as most of the dirt track stuff there's nothing we can't do here for that stuff and you guys also use what you sell one of the guys in the building does tractor pulling jim has a nice motor in his camaro and you also got your el camino out to the strip did it perform like you wanted it to yeah yeah no it Kicked off best time I've actually had through the exhaust and naturally aspirated and stuff, so I was pretty happy with it. Mike has got a really cool pulling tractor deal, and it just smokes like a banshee. The regular TV diesel, that's, that's what she kind of looks like. It's kind of a neat deal. Jim's, of course, had a car for many, many years, and I started doing some painting for him on it, and I think he's hoping to get that done within a year or so. But yeah, that's sitting out here, and that's going to go on the dyno and get broke in. we all interested in something in this field. If they'd like to get their engine in here and drop it off or just literally get on the phone and discuss their needs and plans, how can they do that? The easiest way is just the old-fashioned phone, 507-282-5586. If not, throw an email, old school, Jim Byer, J-I-M-B-A-I-E-R at AOL.com. Still an AOL account, I know. But otherwise, uh, you know, the website's buyersengine.com. Yeah, just give a call, throw an email, whatever you need to do, throw a letter in the mailbox, you know, throw, stick a stamp on it, I don't care. We'll find a way to answer it. Corey, thanks for all you guys do here, keeping vintage cars and race cars on the track, and thanks for being with us here on The Dirt Show today. Thank you, Plain. Bulldog Coatings specialize in concrete coatings as well as concrete restoration repair. Hi, I'm Todd with Bulldog Coatings. Our coating systems provide a durable finished floor that is both easy to maintain and adds value to your home. The unique patented Bulldog Coatings are not limited to just garage floors. They can be used for interior flooring as well as pool deck, patio, and sidewalk applications. Our systems can be installed in as little as one day and year-round. We are a locally owned family business ready to serve southern Minnesota. Visit us on Facebook or call us for a free estimate. 837-9773. Let Bulldog protect your floors when one of your appliances breaks down you need help and you need it fast contact Sorensen's appliance service they service the entire cow's listing area their employees live in our community and sponsor area racers and softball teams Sorensen's appliance service people you know that will get your appliances serviced with trained technicians contact them today 256-7766 that's 256-7766 
Shevland Enterprises, your locally owned and operated sanitation and recycling service, offers the highest quality garbage removal and trash pickup services at great rates. Commercial, residential, construction, and industrial trash removal and recycling in Owatonna and the surrounding areas in Dodge and Steel Counties. Shevland Enterprises also specializes in roll-offs and dumpster. Contact Chris and his staff today for small-town service at a small-town price. 528-9900. That's 528-9900. Partnering with hog and cattle producers throughout the United States, Altenburg Construction has almost 30 years of experience in the slat replacement business. Altenburg Construction also uses a custom wash bay to ensure biosecurity to protect your herd. Whether you need an entire site or a single slat, call the professionals at Altenburg Construction at 888-435-2210 or see altenburgconstruction.com. Welcome back to our special segment here on The Dirt Show brought to you by Napa Auto Parts. And today I am joined by Jody Evenson, manager at the St. Peter Napa store. And Jody, 25 years in the business, quarter of a century. I bet there's not much that comes through the door that you have not seen over the years. And we've talked about it all season. The knowledge behind the counter at these stores. Talk a little bit about your career. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's been a pretty neat experience and meet a lot of people. And every day is never the same day. You know, it's kind of cool about that. So you're not doing the same thing, you know. But yeah, I've been here for almost 25 years and seen a lot of things happen in the St. Peter town here and a lot of changes. We had the tornado in 98 and almost like the Great Depression of the early 2000s and stuff like that. So we weathered the storm, you know. So yeah, pretty cool. And you can feel it in the evening when that sun goes down. I hate to even mention the S word, so we will leave that out. But winter is coming. Right. Yeah, this time around our uh, October flyer, we've got a bunch of oil on sale, nap oil. It's blended and it's uh, straight weights and stuff like that. That's on sale. we got a great deal on brakes. If you spend $250, you get a $50 gift card back. And everybody could use some extra money. And, yeah, battery chargers. We make hydraulic hoses for the farmers and construction guys. we got wiper blades on sale. So, yeah, stop in at Napa and St. Peter. We're here to help you, and it's a pretty neat deal. And I also know St. Peter is a hotbed for the vintage car guys. We often come over to the Auto Restorers show. They get a huge car count. They also have a really neat swap meet. And those guys like to work on all of their stuff, and why not save when the stuff's on sale? Yep, a lot of accessories, too. Yeah, that comes around once a year in September, and we have a lot of people that come to town for that from miles around. We have probably three, 400 cars and stuff, so it's cool. You know, Napa and St. Peter's got stuff going on. Where are you located in St. Peter, Jody? We're at 311 South Front Street, between 169 and the river, one block off. Our building faces the south, so we get the warms all day long. Jody, thanks for all you do. Thanks for 25 years of service with Napa, and thanks for being with us here on The Dirt Show today. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. If your classic isn't so classic, <coughs> bring it into Auto Trim Design of Oatana. We can fix the upholstery, the carpet, replace a sagging headliner, make your old car look new again, make your seats comfortable again. Whether it's a classic car, work truck, boat, or anything else that moves, we can fix the upholstery and make your ride like new. 
and we work on convertibles. We're located in Otana at 3275 Old Highway 14, one mile west of Walmart. For 50 years, reuse and recycle is not a new concept to us. Miskin Auto Parts has been recycling your old vehicles since the Beatles were still together. Just call us and we'll send one of our friendly drivers right to you and haul away your old retired vehicle. Scrap prices are up, so it's a good time to clean up those unwanted vehicles and get money in your pocket. Give us a call at 507-684-2100 or online at Mizgin.com. Miskin Auto Parts, in God we trust. At Land Pros, our team of brokers and auctioneers specialize in farmland sales, live land auctions, and online land auctions across the Midwest with total sales of 190,000 acres. At Land Pros, you get a team of land professionals going to work for you. We pride ourselves on providing local service and knowledge with national marketing and results. If you're thinking of buying or selling, contact Land Pros agent JJ Wise at 641-420-SELL or go to landpros.com. That's L-A-N-D-P-R-O-Z.com. Welcome to the Dirt Track segment brought to you by Cookies, Sauces, and Seasonings. Mississippi Thunder Speedway hosted their two-day special last Friday and Saturday evening starting on Friday, September 30th in the USRA Hobby A-Main. Dustin Gulbranson over Dylan Clinton in the USRA B-Mods, Brandon Hare over Eric Cans. In the Modified A-Main, Lucas Schott over Jake Tim. In the USRA Late Models, Lance Hofer over Brad Waits. And in the USRA Stock Cars, Bob Tim coming out of retirement to take the checkered flag over Kevin Dolan. Night 2, Saturday, October 1st of the Fall Pumpkin Races at Mississippi Thunder Speedway. In the Hobby Stock A-Main, Dylan Clinton over Scott Spildy in the USRA B-Mods, Taylor Scoggy over Ben Maudry in the Modifieds, Lucas Schott over Keith Foss in the USRA Late Models, Lance Hofer over Triton Krause, and in the Stock Cars, again, Bob Tim over Levi Schott. Madison Speedway had their two-day Madtown Showdown Last Friday and Saturday, September 30th and October 1st. Friday night in the Pierstock A Main, Justin Peterson over Michael Brockman. In the Limited Late Models, Rick Schroeder over Chris Wilkie. In the Hornets, Justin Barnes over Carter Matthews. In the Midwest Modifieds, Cody Lee over Justin Borklin. In the Modifieds, Tyler Peterson over Eric Lamb. In the Street Stocks, Braden Brower over Ross Beercassette. In the Super Stocks, Trevor Nelson over Dexton Cook. Night 2 on Saturday night, October 1st at the Madtown Showdown. In the Pier Stocks, Cody Hatch over Brady Hagen. In the Limited Late Models, Derek Quinn over Rick Schroeder. In the Hornets, Dylan Terrell over Justin Barnes. In the Midwest Modifieds, Cody Lee over Lauren Johnson. In the Modifieds, Tyler Peterson over Don Ishens. In the Street Stocks, Justin Vogel over Mike Jans. 
And in the super stocks, Trevor Nelson over Jacob Knepper. Wolf and Sons Yard Service has heavy equipment. This is Scott Wolf. Whether you need a basement dug, a building removed, footings for a remodel, an RV camper or boat pad, rock, sand, or dirt hauled, or even a driveway or parking lot road graded, call 455-3524. Hi, this is Linus Mack, and you are tuned into The Dirt Show. Hi, this is Harvey West, and you've been listening to The Dirt Show. See you at the races.